This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Talked about it uh, all morning as uh, the weekend that we were all looking forward to, particularly uh, rugby and rugby league fans, and it simply did not disappoint, did it? Uh, amazing scenes at Eden Park Saturday night. Amazing scenes yesterday at Mount Spart Stadium. Just uh, brilliant, wasn't it? Um, uh, just to see the Warriors back uh, on New Zealand soil. And right in the middle of both of them, of those uh, occasions, was uh, one Honey Hirami Smiler, of course. Uh, she created history yesterday by being the first woman to ever uh, call an NRL game. Absolutely outstanding. And, of course, uh, part of the panel, too, uh, before, during and after the Test match uh, at Eden Park. Honey, uh, busy weekend for you, but uh, a really thrilling one, I, I imagine. Thanks very much for your time this morning. Oh, morena, Smithy. Yeah, thanks for having, uh, having me. Yeah, absolutely busy weekend, but, uh, you know, as I reflect back on it today, I just think far out. How, how awesome was it, both atmospheres and just just having that live sport back in New Zealand in full stadiums. Uh, I, was, I feel really grateful to be have, to have been part of both of them. Honey, can we start with uh, the rugby first, because it happened first. Uh, what did you make of that all-black performance uh, and the and the counter-punch from Ireland after half-time? Yeah, exciting. It was, a, it was a good test match, really. I think um, there was a lot of pressure on the All Blacks and, and there was a lot of things, I suppose, as fans, we, we really wanted to see see them do. And, and I thought they really achieved that. Um, I was obviously walking back to the car after the game uh, with uh, Kieran, Kieran Reid and I think you, know, you could only really pull positives out of out of that game and I thought Ireland was strong and, I, and I'm I suppose even probably more nervous going into the next test match down in Dunedin because you know that there's going to be some backlash for this for, for Ireland but I think across the board it was a really good game of rugby yeah, I think it was too, and I, as you say, I, I mean, I can't wait for the next two ones as well. Uh, they, they should be uh, simply outstanding. It had been a thousand days, though, in terms of league, uh, just over a thousand days, honey, since we saw the Warriors back on uh, home soil at Mount Smart Stadium, and uh, you were there uh, calling it. First of all, the experience of calling a rugby league and NRL game, the first woman to do so, uh, how did you feel about that? Uh, in all honesty, Smithy, a lot of pressure. There was a lot of pressure. I know they, um, uh, you know, the boss at Sky, he pitched the idea to me well, probably well over a year ago, and I thought, oh, yeah, that sounds that sounds good. And then obviously we didn't have the Warriors home for a thousand days, so then it kind of uh, sort of, I suppose, wasn't really in my mind until all of a sudden they were coming home and they're like, are, you, are we still going to do this, honey? And I thought, oh, yeah. And I wasn't aware of the history initially that there was no other woman that had actually called an NRL game. So that kind of added a lot more pressure. But I, I kind of went into it, um, you know, I suppose just with some genuine, genuine self-belief and, and really trying to, I suppose, 
took myself up and I suppose I'm in a, in a lucky position that I get to work alongside the likes of yourself and, and TJ and Marshy the night before and just learn from you and listen to you and week in and week out. So um, just being able to learn from uh, the team at Sky Sport and, and being amongst you know a whole range of, of our team there is, is a really privileged position and I, I just hope that I did the, did the, uh, did the job justice. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that uh, that will be the the, the case, honey. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, um, uh, I think you're going to be doing a lot of games. It's as simple as that. And uh, I, I congratulate you for that. I mean, what was the experience like? Uh, first of all, at ground level at Mount Smart, and then uh, as you look down from up in the commentary box, uh, that atmosphere we'd been craving for so long. How special? Yeah, I mean, we, when we're down on the field, right for the for the pre-show, the atmosphere was just amazing. That there was it was singing. It was it was a very different uh, feel from the week before when we'd done the Tonga Kiwis game, and, and that was a pretty impressive atmosphere as well. But you could just feel like this real sense of people just so happy to to see the boys in person, to be there waving flags, and just everyone was on a really good vibe. And and then once it got up into that commentary box, actually my my initial feeling was I was puffed out because getting up those stairs is is pretty uh, is pretty hard work. Um, but once once up there and we settled into the game and, and working alongside the likes of uh, Glenn Lamar and uh, Monty Beetham, you know, they just made me feel comfortable and, and I suppose got me in early, sort of got, got me ticking over early and then as we settled into the game, it always makes it a little bit easier when you know uh, the team, the whole team are playing so well and I thought that the Warriors played so well yesterday. They did, on the back of some uh, leaders in the group uh, standing up, particularly uh, Tohu Harris scoring that first try to get the crowd really in behind them. Oh, yeah, Tohu, he's, he's so, I would say, such an underrated player. You know, he's, he's the ultimate professional, and you don't hear a lot from him, but it's what he does out on the field, I think, why he holds so much mana amongst the team and amongst, in and around the club. But I think, you know, just alongside Tohu, the likes of Adam Fanua, Blake, Blake uh, Sean Johnson, um, and even young Chanel Harris-Tavita out the back there. I mean, he's, he's fairly experienced now, and I thought he did an outstanding job to cover that position last minute and how heavily he, involved, he was involved in the game. It was, just a, it was just, I think, for the first time you saw a complete, uh, a complete team performance from the Warriors. A lot of people have been saying about Sean Johnson, it's, not, it's like he, he doesn't want to be there. He certainly doesn't want to be part of the defensive line. You know, he's not making those decisions that, that they brought him to make. Uh, but what about yesterday? That, that, was a, that was the old Sean Johnson, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, um, you know, I think Sean struggled a little bit with his form, being away from his family uh, for so long. And you've got to remember, he's got, he's got a young family there. And, um, and he's been very vocal, vocal about it, you know, through these weeks leading up to this. But, you know, you, you can't discount what family does do for you. And, and just that being able to come home, sleep in his own bed, you know, wake up next to his baby and things like that, it does wonders for, for the mind and, and the spirit. And so then the footy ends up looking after itself. And, you know, you sort of saw glimpses of, of the old Sean, like you mentioned. Yesterday you could see he just wanted to be out there and you could see the smile on his face. You could see the smile on all the players' faces. And they really felt like they were home and they were comfortable and they were there to play. Honey, one of the big issues uh, for the Warriors has been the fact that they just leak tries, they leak points. We spoke to Justin Morgan, the assistant coach, earlier last week, 
Uh, and he said they, they just needed simply to be better communicators and defence, better organised there. Uh, they they, uh, they kept, kept a clean sheet yesterday, so quite clearly, uh, OK, it's the West Tigers. They'll get bigger tests than that. But uh, it looked a lot better from your point of view? Oh, it was outstanding defence. I actually thought the defence was what... Uh was, was the, I suppose, the biggest highlight of the game. And you could see just the desperation and everything that they were doing um, out on out on that field. And, and defence, it's like they just went out there and, and because they looked after the, the defensive side and, and a lot of that goal line defence that they did, you know, there was a number of sets that the Tigers threw at them and they just did not let them, uh, you know, break that line. I, I thought that that was really the heart and soul of the Warriors and if they continue to work on that defence, their, their attack comes naturally to them and they seem to be, be I suppose, energised from those defensive efforts. I think one of the uh, best things that would have come out of uh, yesterday's performance, not just the win, I think the experience, because we're hearing, and we've seen it a lot uh, with the Warriors, with uh, coaches and, and senior players, Honey, some of the Australian ones uh, have not really wanted to come and settle in New Zealand. They don't really want to make New Zealand their home, but uh, you know, for the likes of the, the Wade Egans, the Josh Currens, you know, the Reese Walshes, etc., of the world, experiencing that, experiencing that, and seeing that just might influence them a wee bit more, and some others. Oh, to be honest, I think it'll be a bit of an awakening for a lot of them. You know, last night um, in the post show, you could see the players going around the field. And Josh Curran, for example, he's a fan favourite. You know, he couldn't get back into the change room because the fans were just calling out to him. So I don't think they realise how much support they actually have here and how well-known they really are. And even though it's their first time in New Zealand, the, the Warriors fans absolutely loved them. Wade Egan couldn't get out of the crowd. Uh, Josh Curran, even young Freddie Lussick, you know, is only, he's a, fairly new to the team. But the players, the fans, sorry, they knew who these players were. Young Ronald uh, Volkman was out there just smothered by... By fans, and I think that's going to really uh, play a big part in them. Uh, I suppose feeling that sense of belonging, not just to the Warriors, but to New Zealand, and hopefully wanting them to, you know, come over and settle here um, and really kick off the, you know, 2023 season, feeling like you know that that New Zealand will be their home, and that New Zealand and, and Kiwis um, 100% have their back. One of the favourites uh, for the crowd, of course, so recognisable, uh, Bunty Afoa. 100th game for the Warriors. That was uh, quite a special moment. Oh, yeah. Bunty's such a great guy. He's so humble and, and quiet, but he just goes about his work. And it was so special for him. You know, he, he comes from a family, I think, of about 10 siblings. And um, he only had 20 tickets and apparently needed another 40 or 50 more to get his whole family in there. <laughs> and I think I mentioned in commentary yesterday, it's, it's one thing that these players had just been away from as in their immediate families and, you know, maybe their partners and, and their children. But a lot of these players, you know, they're very young. They're 20, 19. They don't have partners and children. So it was actually they were missing that link in terms of their extended family, you know, their grandparents, their parents, uh, their cousins, brothers and sisters and the likes. And so to reconnect there, I think, just just fills the soul for them. And then, uh, and then as I mentioned, that then the footy just comes so much easier. OK, let's uh, uh, look perhaps at the effect it might have too on uh, the Warriors and uh, perhaps getting a team into the uh, NRLW. So uh, the women's side of things, was uh, it's a very abbreviated season, but it, it appeared to be very popular, honey. Uh, how important now on the back of that kind of support to see double headers involving uh, the, the women's Warriors team? Yeah, look, I don't think it's on Warriors cards for uh, 2023, but I know that there is 
Um, there is talks around a long-term plan around 2024. Obviously, the competition of six teams now goes to 10 teams next year and then maybe extend out to 12. And I'd love to see the Warriors really uh, rebuild that uh, Warriors women's team. I mean, they had they had success in that team and they had some great players and I'd love to see just that pathway for young girls in New Zealand a lot more clearer because there are, you know, it's still Warriors are still the first choice for most Kiwis, uh, whether they're uh, female or male, um, that, that's, their, that's their club, that's their home club, and that's who they want to play for. And, uh, you know, I think back to last weekend, they had the Māori Rugby League tournament, and they had 40-something girls teams there, under-14s, under-16s, under-18s. So over 700 players showed up in Rotorua, female, young girls, all ready to play rugby league. So it's that generation that I hope in two years' time they can put on a Warriors jersey for the NRLW. Yeah, it's certainly uh, promising on on those numbers alone, honey. There's no doubt about it. The other thing uh, that came through good news was the NRL have announced they'll finally bring their pre-season All-Stars fixture to New Zealand with the Indigenous and Māori All-Stars clashing in Rotorua next year. Um, That's good recognition. Oh, yeah, and, you know, you've got to give credit to New Zealand Māori Rugby League, what they've been doing for years now, for years now, running their tournaments, uh, their tuakana, taina tournaments, uh, seniors, juniors, they've got a great team, a great board, and they continue to put on these tournaments. They probably have the biggest rugby league tournaments in New Zealand, um, and they're, they're tournaments that we all grew up playing in, right? So I, I played in my first Māori rugby league tournament as a young 15-year-old for my iwi, and it just, it just, I think, you get that connection back to your iwi, and you get to play alongside your cousins and the likes and against them and all of that. But it's, it's been, I suppose, a real um, trailblazer in terms of that grassroots and growing the game. And then that NRL All-Stars is kind of the pinnacle of that. So to bring it back to New Zealand, I think it's absolutely about time. And also to have it in Lutsurua as well, where most of the Māori tournaments um, in the past have been run. I think that's just great. Mm. I hope they get the timing right for that. It's just an absolute packed out stadium. Okay, so, uh, honey, the, the Warriors got to head back overseas uh, again and then they pop back to New Zealand. The next home game was on July 29th against the Melbourne Storm. We all know what happened on Anzac Day. It was uh, not a pretty sight at all. Do you think that performance yesterday can create a base so they can finish the season with some quality overall? Yeah, I'd like to see them get some momentum from that, that win. You know, you could see um, that that there's definitely been some movement and there's been some influence in terms of Stacey's coaching there. So I hope they can follow that through. Um, You know, history tells us that we never kind of, I suppose, do too well with that Anzac test against the Storm, but we do seem to do a lot better later in the season. So I think they'll be up for it. And again, having a a full crowd will be awesome to really bring them home. And, you know, we know the Storm are massive contenders, so it'll be a good test match for the Warriors. Just looking at uh, the other side of it, uh, the Panthers twenty six over the Roosters eighteen. They look, they almost look uh, unstoppable, honey. When it gets uh, to this part of the season, anyway. So, what do you think? I mean, if you had to pick one, uh, are they your winners at this point? Uh, the Panthers, hundred yep. percent, they are. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think they're just they're in red hot form um, across the board. It's just. They're just absolutely talented and skillful, and the things that they, uh, the, the way they're taking the rugby league in the NRL at the moment, I don't think anyone's catching them. Okay, honey. Hey, well, for, uh, again, congratulations on a great call yesterday, and uh, your great work with uh, the rugby as well. Uh, such great all-round knowledge. I mean, uh, do you ever talk about anything else in the house apart from sport? 
<laughs> yeah, we talk about our puppy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Okay. Uh, always a great leveller, I think, puppies. Always a great leveller. Um, honey, fantastic. Great work. Uh, and uh, thanks very much for your time on the show this morning. Catch up soon, eh? Thanks, Smithy. Cheers. And honey, you had me smile there. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.